0: Hello everyone, welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Patch Hat Edition. I'm Violet. And I'm Pat. We make these videos because Patrick has a news feed where he finds interesting articles, sometimes interesting because the information is really good, sometimes mm, questionable. What are we talking about today, Patrick?
1: This week we're talking about muscles. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, uh, an article that like came in my feed that uh, piqued my curiosity uh, from Fitness Vault, and it's uh, an article like uh, t- title all about the bubble gut. Why pro bodybuilders get it. To me, it was clear. Like the like I, I didn't even like have to read like the article and had a clue what's what what, what was happening. We kind of are gonna discuss their reason for like uh, they're mentioning for the bubble gut in pro bodybuilders. And actually, I, I saw uh, one article just like a little earlier today. This, like the seven times Mr. Olympia won actually a Mr. Olympia title with a bubble gut.
0: And when you say bubble gut, you're talking about okay.
1: like so, almost like a bare belly. So so bubble gut, what it is actually, uh, you see all those muscular guys. They have they have a super lean body mass. But yeah, they have a protubering tummy. Like they really look almost like look like they're pregnant.
0: <laughs> so right away to me, what we're talking about is visceral fat. And right away the first thing that it makes me think is either you are drinking heavily or eating a lot of fruits, high high carbohydrate high fruits. Carbs. Yeah. The reason I'm going there I is because they you're they're here. really healthy people. Yeah. Supposedly. And so So what would cause you to have that bubble gut the most mm. and something that would be considered healthy? Yeah. Fruit. So yes. this is my guess as I'm listening to you talk, but I'm going to wait to hear what else you have well, to say. Dr. Thomas O'Connor
1: says that the, gut, that the gut is not produced by steroid use. So rather it's from the excess consumption of foods, like they talk foods, and various that, drugs. Sorry, people, fruits? F-R-U? No, foods,
0: foods. Sorry, oh, foods, foods. F-O-O-D-S. F-O-O-D-S. So just eating regular food. Yeah, right,
1: regular food, yeah, at once. And various drugs people use for a competitive advantage. But not steroids. Not steroids. Not steroids. Okay. So. A lot of articles assume are uh, the use of human growth hormones. O'Connor whose experience states that people who use insulin and human and human growth hormone to build their muscles are at an elevated risk of developing the bubblegum. So right now I see okay the the growth hormone I'm not sure why but insulin we all know like the, the damage of in like insulin resistance O'Connor also says that bodybuilders are using insulin these days to increase their bulk. Also, some people are consuming as many as 10,000 calories and 1,800 grams of carbs in a day. So all of a sudden, like having maybe an insulin supplement yeah. makes sense to put away all those those carbs. How much carbs? Uh, 1,800 grams. Of carbs? Of carbs. I 1,800 assume, yeah. grams. 1,800
0: grams. 10,000
1: calories, 1,800 grams uh, of, of carbs.
0: carbs. So um, so, first of all, like, it doesn't make sense. Eh? That's a lot of carbs. That's a lot of carbs. Like, that's a lot of carbs. So you kind of question now. Well, now we understand the insulin, hmm. but the question is, why are they eating that many carbs? Yeah. Does it say no, why no, no, that I mean, many carbs?
1: Like in in that little research I did, I, I also like fell on Arnold Schwarzenegger video from like he was talking about like he's de- like his days when he was like uh, Mr. Universe and. He was actually uh, talking about what he was eating like in a day and it was like all but carbs. So basically they were having a lot of proteins, but it was like mostly steak and eggs. Steak and eggs. Steak and eggs are something that seems like to come back a lot like in the diet. Like we know other people that are keto in our bodybuilding, like the first like idea that came to my mind was Keto Savage. If you look at keto savage the guy doesn't have a bubble gut and we and and we talked i think before about him where he did like a six seven thousand calories challenge a day mostly from fat there was no carb he was like still sticking to his uh, couple grams uh, a day uh, and, uh he, he. I, and no bubble gut like the guy has a t- like teeny tiny stomach almost like arnold in the in the 70s so i think it's just a change in maybe the diet where i think we, we, we. But what
0: I'm trying to figure out is the that the, the, the 1,800 grams of carbs is towards what end? The, are they saying that that is that for? That, okay, first of all, carbohydrates give us energy, mm-hmm. and my question is: 1,800 grams of carbs worth of energy to do one day of working yeah. out? Like you're doing this every day. Yeah. Where my mind is going is we can only store one day's worth of carbohydrates for usage in the like in your muscles the rest mm-hmm. of it gets stored as fat but then of course they're working out super hard mm-hmm. so like the part of me is just trying to figure out like so
1: let's say they need the ten thousand calories per day like to to maintain their bodies be their, their their muscular mass okay we often hear that like carbs are the easiest accessible, available and digestible source of energy.
0: Yes, if you eat a carbohydrate heavy meal, some of those carbohydrates will be used right away. But the reason that some of those carbohydrates are used right away is your body is trying to get rid of them. Hmm. So it uses some, it stores some. So like part of me is trying to figure out like just, yeah, maybe you're right, maybe that their body, so maybe because of all the muscle they have, their body is using that much, energy in a day like it's just using a lot of energy in a day but my my i guess my question still is they're they're not not eating fat or are they from the article they uh kind of imply that
1: there is a a focus on carbs as the preferred source of energy okay all that said, you probably need that insulin to get rid of those
0: 1800, uh, eighteen yeah, eighteen hundred uh, grams of carbs per day. No, I absolutely believe they'll need the insulin Otherwise to get rid of die. it. But what I'm, am s- still struggling yeah, to understand. But what I'm still struggling to understand is. So they eat this carbohydrate-heavy meal. Okay, their body burns a lot of energy. Clearly, they're they're super muscular mm-hmm. people, but then like they are noticing, so their doctors, I'm talking about the doctors now, because like, let's say the individual doesn't know. Your doctor is noticing that you are actually acquiring fat around your organs. Isn't there a conversation that you think would happen between the doctor and this person to be like, you realize, but maybe they know, maybe they've been told that Mm -hmm. it's going to harm their health and they're just doing it because they need to be Mr. Top of the, top of the Mm-hmm.
1: But at the same time, like at home, I have a scale that uh, gives me my relative and we, we already I think talked, covered that like before, like my visceral fat, isn't there a test, like an easy test that it could do to actually measure the fat around their organs? Like an easy... Well, you'd,
0: if, I think if you did like some kind of scan, you would see, but that's, but that's so. part of the thing that's so interesting to me is that we already know that when you have fat around your midsection and that it's hard that's not subcutaneous yeah right we know that subcutaneous fat yeah. is like soft and mushy yeah. right and those
1: guys like don't have uh, like uh, we see from the picture those guys have zero subcut- sub- subcutaneous sub- subcutaneous <laughs> subcutaneous fat like they're like they're ripped so so all the fat are probably around their organs. But see, that's what
0: makes it even more dangerous Yeah, because they have exactly the fat that's going to cause you to have health issues, but their doctors Mm -hmm. have to know, like, that's the part where I'm kind of confused. But again, you know what? And I've said this a bunch of times, like the same way that you can't get somebody to stop smoking, you can't get somebody to stop drinking. You can't get somebody to stop eating in a way that's harmful to their health until they decide... That is that they're going to stop doing it. Mm. So I'm making the assumption that the doctors must be telling them that this is not mm. healthy, yeah. but they're doing it anyways. So, so what I was happy, like though,
1: that is that I found uh, I did find like uh, another article because I was like trying to find sources on how to reverse it or, or how to fix it, and most of the article were were good, were right. The bubble gut, like the real term is boism. So that Sorry. I discovered like the real term the real scientific term for the bubble gut is palimboism. That article like mentioned the only way to reverse it is to stop using human growth hormone. That I wasn't sure. Like why human
0: growth hormone? Yeah,
1: but why? Like we if you really you want to increase your let's say you're a gym buff, you want to go to gym and you want to take advantage of a human the the HGH What's the best way to? Do
0: yeah, that? well, you just you don't eat before you go to the gym. You Don't like, eat if you're, you're <laughs> fasting. When yeah. you're fasting, you have more human growth hormone. So, but but they're saying that the human growth hormone is what's causing. Here.
1: Okay. But it's getting more interesting. Like, and the next paragraph is how to prevent it. So taper off HGH and insulin.
0: So, so, so the insulin, of course. Definitely
1: stop. But again, like if you eat ten thousand calories a day and eight hundred grams of carbs, like. Maybe uh, cutting off on insulin, 1800 grams of carbs, um, cutting off on insulin probably would put you at risk. Uh,
0: you're already at risk. You're
1: already at risk. Indeed.
0: Like yeah. honestly, like they're injecting insulin to put away carbohydrates that they shouldn't be eating. They're already mm-hmm. at risk. Yeah. The thing is, if you're taking insulin, you're, you're behaving like a diabetic. Mm-hmm which now I'm wondering, are you not diabetic at that point? If you're taking insulin? So this is a big question mark in my mind. If I'm taking insulin, I'm behaving like a diabetic, but does that actually put my body in the position of being diabetic? Mm -hmm. Because all the repercussions of injecting insulin are going to be there. Tip number two, intermittent fasting. I was
1: happy to see like in, in an article, like in a health article, actually intermittent fasting can help you here prevent, but I'm pretty sure it can you help you cure your bubble gut too.
0: But, like, but what's interesting about this is that if you're intermittent fasting, you don't need to take human growth hormone. You just need to work out before you eat. Hmm. So, it kind of solves two of the problems right yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Tip number three: cut down on, uh, cut down on carbs. So that's absolutely that's obvious to us, And, and like it was to me in the first place when I read the first article, and like the other one, time your carb load. So if you're carb loading, make sure you load 24 hours before you need it to look your best. This way you can help clean out your stomach while still retaining the
0: glycogen boosted muscle mass. So see that part I have a hard time with because how can you glycogen boost? Your body replaces the glycogen in your muscles regardless. Like, if you're not at that moment engaged in lifting heavy things or doing like some kind of exercise, your body's replacing it, right? It doesn't le- It doesn't wait until you need to use it to replace it. Mm-hmm. So I'm try- I'm still a bit confused of what that means, that you're going to take advantage of the glycogen yeah. boosted, like, like if you're,
1: gli- like, they imply that your glycogen is actually what makes your muscle visible and more like, uh,
0: yes, prompt. but they also imply that it's only there for a short period of time, yeah. which is something I don't understand. Con- considering what I understand of how this works. Yeah. If there's somebody out there who knows another piece of information that can share on yeah. that one, I'd be, I'd be very interested in here, but... Yeah. But it's like,
1: <clears throat> it's interesting because I have like a colleague at work, I have uh, I often have that conversation with him and he can he cannot actually, fig- like he cannot figure in his head going to the gym, like fasted. Like, okay. He really feels like he needs carbs throughout the day before he goes to the gym. And you can see the guy's large. He's like, not like, he doesn't have a tummy, but like he's wondering why he can get his uh, body fat low enough, why he can get more cut, why he can get like, and and I was trying to (laughs) to explain to him, like, just cut the carbs. Like, it's probably just like the carbs that push your system to store like your excess in fat. And that's why you can't
0: like. But can we also, like, this is where we get confused. Like we're talking about fat but carbohydrates also cause you to retain water Hmm. right so it's like you know like at the same time it's like even it's interesting to me how when you read articles about keto the first thing they're gonna throw at you is that you didn't really lose weight you just lost water Hmm. but then you'll have these people going around and they're trying to be cut but they're downing the carbs and they don't understand that you're not gonna look cut if you're bloated Hmm. with water right so it's another thing that i i feel like they that we we only remember that carbohydrates cause us to retain water when you've lost weight from not eating them not when you're eating them all the time and you're retaining it Hmm. like to me the reason for the bubble gut was like obvious i i I think that they didn't mention the one thing that's probably even more obvious which is that these athletes are probably eating lots of fruit
1: that leads me to the second part of the chat we're having with another article that i found interesting and it was titled the best Seven the seven best carbs to build muscle okay like again if carbs are essential to build muscle like to me i'm already more,
0: pausing you right there yeah. because carbs don't build muscle oh, protein. protein builds muscle yeah. <laughs> carbs gives <laughs> you energy so i mean yes do i need energy to lift the weights to but i mean like but honestly it's a fuel source so that's a question mark for me again but okay so do you want to know what the best like the seven best carbs are <laughs> I'm scared, but okay. (laughs) You you should be,
1: (laughs) because no fruits are not there. No fruits are not there. Uh, First one. No fruits. No, there's no fruits. Breakfast. Those are are fruits. Oh yeah, but like it's breakfast cereal, (laughs) though. So breakfast cereal with at least two grams of fiber uh, gives you about sixty grams. Uh, Enough milk. uh, Yeah, the the carb content to about sixty grams, and the protein to thirty grams with milk. So, like right right off the bat, you start your day with two times your carb (laughs) allowance. Second one, bagels. I was surprised with this one. So basically,
0: so far we've had grains, grains, and grains, and grains. Yeah. Why do you? you, I think there's going to be a theme of grains on this on this list. Uh, I think so. Um, Yeah. Third one, bran
1: muffins grains so there's a little bit of fiber in bran muffins but like it's still high carb and, and muffin M- problem with muffin too is like they're probably high in fat too because you need a lot of fat to make a muffin if I'm not mistaken I haven't made muffins in such a long time okay at number four comes the rice cereal so again mm-hmm. rice 30 grams of protein and 90 grams of carbs in one serving they don't tell you how
0: much fats in Any of these things? No, no, cause
1: like, yeah, no, because it's uh, the best carbs to build muscle. Okay. Anyway, the but why are they talking about the protein you content? We should rename then. the best carbs to build your th- <laughs> <laughs> The best carbs to build your bubble gut. <laughs> um, mashed potatoes comes at number five. This one is also tricky because it's a mix of fat and carbs. So, so. Um, uh, i high glycemic uh, vegetables with like butter, and we know that those usually don't don't go well together the fat and the um, oh, okay. and uh, the sugar. Uh, number six: white rice with raisins. So you this is a fruit, this is a fruit. Yeah, you're right. Like there's one fruit. So two cups of white rice mixed with a handful of raisins provide one hundred and fifty grams out- of carbs.
0: In the picture, because they said a handful of raisins, and when you're looking at this picture, that's not a handful, that's like two cups of rice with like a cup of raisins. Yeah, but he has big hands, the dude. (laughs) So, (laughs) anyway,
1: um. Uh, to do yeah depending on the end size i guess you can probably ask your girlfriend to put the raisin on her rice <laughs> to have a little bit less. <laughs> um and number seven of course I, w- I was surprised to see it at number seven but pasta so okay. they're talking about pasta so, so i uh, want to just, uh, just let me let me like, go with that so if you had for example because all those foods you probably can have in a day easily, if you, if you have three meals a day and a couple of snacks. So basically, you have your bagel at forty at 50 gram, your little muffin for the snacks at uh, probably another 40, 50, they don't say here. Uh, the rice, 90 grams, the pasta, the, the rice with the raisins, 115, and the pasta, you have another 90 grams. How much 30? was the potatoes? Uh, the potatoes, uh, I, I think I skipped because, uh, 42 grams of carbs per cup. So a cup is not super big either. So so just adding up all those those food, you're easily at probably 350, 400 grams of carbs per day. And we are wondering why like you can get lean and you get a bull gut after that. But
0: I, it's interesting to me because they didn't reach 1800s because you kind of wonder how what are these people eating that are getting to 1800, that's first of all. But again, they probably are doing shakes and all these other things as yeah. well. Uh, but what I will also say is one of the things I remember and we were talking about The Biggest Loser, was the fact that when when the people from The Biggest Loser are exercise, um, exercising the way they were, they were exercising as if it was their job. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I want to point out is that the fact that these people are ripped everywhere except except their gut goes back to that piece of information. They're exercising as work. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. So. I also want to point out for the regular guy, like the guy at your work, Mm -hmm. that's not his job. So he can't get ripped like these guys because he can't exercise the amount that they're working out. Like he's not going and spending the entire day at the gym like Mm -hmm. they are, right? And so I think that's the other piece of the puzzle that people need to think about when you're reading these articles on how how to get billed and ripped and whatever, like grain of salt, right? you're not able to do what these guys are actually doing to to use all that energy that they're actually eating so when they're encouraging Mm. you to eat cereal and bagels and all these high carb foods so we got to 300 grams adding that up you need to keep in mind that's 300 grams and then you're sitting at a desk probably or Mm. you know driving a vehicle probably or like you're not you're not lifting 400 pounds every every day like they are. I feel like the second half of this patch hat could be dangerous for a lot of people mm. if you try to accomplish what these people are accomplishing because you don't have the luxury of working out for a living.
1: Even if you were going to the gym every day and I tried with my colleague and it doesn't work <laughs> unfortunately, like just like stick to a low carb diet. I think it would be probably better to stick with the low carb with like the cleanest carbs you can find, uh, not probably like the white rice. And I don't know if like, we don't we, we don't believe in clean carbs, but probably it would be best to keep like uh, under, sort like your 100, 125 grams of carbs per day and, uh, and have healthy fats and good routine sources
0: yeah, in terms of like people who probably could manage to do a low carb lifestyle, it probably are these guys, mm. but they're not doing anywhere near low carb at 1,800 yeah. grams of carbs per day. Like that's yeah. that's. And of
1: course, I'm talking more about like scary the, the numbers. Colleague at <laughs> the colleague at work that, you, even though if he goes like every day, spend the 90 minutes at the gym, he still have
0: like a higher energy expenditure. Mm-hmm, yeah. So yeah yeah for sure mm-hmm. but I, I the other piece of this puzzle though is that if you're looking at these the the people in these in this article like if they were doing 125 they wouldn't have the bubble gut probably right although fructose so. i mean i still yeah. think that that the fructose could be a problem but like to that extent i have mm-hmm. i'm not sure i'm not sure so but again like
1: the uh, uh, like related to fructose in the second article that is more like targeted to, to everybody um it's mostly grains instead of like fructose so is that a plus is that a uh, like are grains actually better for your system than fruits
0: in terms of your liver yes i think mm. i think your your liver manages them better so yes i think that might be a yes but mm. I, i'm not 100 sure it depends on how much fructose is in what right so i know obviously fruit there's a lot of fructose but there are some vegetables that still have a, a good amount of fructose in them mm. so this is where people need also to be careful mm.
1: so maybe a little challenge for our viewers if some of you guys girls that go to the gym uh try to go fasted like i've, I've tried it a couple of times like a while ago we were doing a longer fast uh, i think a four or five days i think i went to the gym after my third day my second day my third day i didn't die it was like a little bit uh um, weird at first but once you get going it's fine like I think it's more like psychological. It's in your head more than like in your body because you can do it. I was in a. I was able to push the same amount of weight. I was able to do my warm
0: up the same the same way. I will say that for myself, almost every activity that I do is fasted because mm-hmm. I eat one day meal a day. My meal is the supper meal. So every other thing that I'm doing, whenever we whenever we go doing any activities, and when I was working out because I do have a gym in my basement for those times when we can't be outside. And so when I was doing that, um, I was doing it fasted. When I did longer fasts, I didn't stop working out because I was doing a longer fast. So I agree with you. I think that most people eat before they go to the gym because they've been told you're supposed to eat before you go to the gym, not because you actually needed to eat or not even sometimes because you were actually hungry. Because you, were planning, you plan it, and you plan your gym around when you're going to eat. Mm. So, yeah, it's a, a very interesting idea, and I think that I do agree. Let's see. I want everybody to tell us in the comments, do a fasted workout, and let us know. Was it more tiring than when you didn't do a fasted workout? If so, like be specific. What happened? What was your observation of working out fasted versus working out um, after you've eaten? I'm Mm -hmm. I'm actually curious to know the answer to that. If you found this video helpful, there are Amazon links, Patreon links, and now Teespring links in the description below. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. Can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. See you next week.